Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Listen to this quote. To walk safely in the woods at night, we need a light so we don't trip over the roots and fall into holes. In this life, we walk through a dark forest of evil. But the Bible is our light to show us the way so we won't stumble as we walk. It reveals the entangling roots of false values and wrong philosophies. Study the Bible so you will be able to see your way clear enough to stay on the right path. We all want to live our lives the best way we can. We generally realize that we don't have all the answers, although we'd like to find the source of those answers wherever they are. What's amazing is that for many of us, the repository of solutions and directions sit right in front of us, the Bible. Pastor Mark's teaching will remind us that God wants us to live successful lives as he defines success and that he wants to provide answers for us. The challenge for us is to become humble enough to seek God's answers, trusting that He knows what's best for us, whether we understand that or not. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called How to Listen to God. We learned a lot from this verse. Let's look at it together. John 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So we learned last weekend that in the Bible, God equates every person to a sheep. So you're a sheep. Believers and unbelievers. I'm a sheep. And we learned some things about sheep last weekend. How many remember some things we learned? Well, one of the things we learned that sheep are dumb because they really are. But we softened it. We just learned that sheep are not too smart. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a sheep and I'm not too smart. Go ahead and just do it with a smile right now, would you? I'm sheep and I'm not too smart. Did anybody respond to amen to that, to the person that was telling, hopefully not. So what we learned is a sheep cannot do life by themselves. They were never designed to do life by themselves. They don't have any fighting mechanism. They don't have sharp teeth. They get lost. They're not too sharp. They can't survive alone. And so we learned that they need a shepherd. And the shepherd, of course, is the one who created them, God. Now, somebody was very creative. I had the sheep my wife made, and uh, they went throughout the sanctuary and 
took sheep pictures all over the place. I've only got one. I'll have more for you later. Take a look at this. Sitting there, we got one in the parking lot, we got one on drums, we got lots of fun, we're going to have fun with. But you're a sheep this morning, and here you are sitting. So what does that mean to us? Well, look at the verse again, and sometimes we forget this. This verse tells us that every Christian, every Christian, every Christ follower can hear God speak to them. Not 10%. Not those that are pastors, but every Christian can hear God speak to them. And why do I need to hear God speak to me? Well, because I can't survive by myself. I can't do life without somebody giving me direction, wisdom, peace, strength, hope, forgiveness, comfort, and encouragement. So I need that in my life, and so do you. So God says, no problem. You need it. I'll provide it. I will speak to you. You will listen. You'll recognize my voice. And then you'll obey me. You'll follow me. So first thing I want you to write, God does still speak today. The problem is, most of the world, and I wish I didn't have to say this, but most of the world and many people in churches do not understand this principle at all. This is the way the world thinks that God speaks, and this is the way many Christians think God speaks. They hear absolutely Nothing. Is that the way you're actually doing your life today as a Christian? I mean, you actually never really hear God speak. Pastor Mark, I'm visiting this church. This has got to be a weird church. God speaks to us. This is not a weird church. I'm not a weird pastor. I might have a weird shirt on, but I'm not a weird pastor. God speaks. Now, to show you how common this is, I want to read to you something this morning. These are quotes from Hollywood stars who left their original spiritual upbringing, such as that was. Now, listen to their concept of God. Brad Pitt, 47. He said, I left the Baptist church that I was raised in. It wasn't a loss of faith for me that I left. It's because I discovered myself. So you leave God. You don't need God because you've discovered yourself. Is there something wrong with that picture? Madonna, a lapsed Catholic, said she was taught in church that if you enjoy something, it must be wrong. Katy Perry. She said, my born-again mother... Banned this phrase from our home, deviled eggs. So she left the church. Megan Fox. Megan says, growing up Pentecostal was scary. Because my parents and the pastors kept saying this, sex is evil. Now, in some ways, that's a little funny. 
but in most ways, it's very sad. Do you understand what you just heard? None of these four people know the truth of God's word. Everything that they just said to you is 100% wrong. They have no clue. Now, I, I don't know this for a fact, but if they learned that from their parents, their parents knew none of the word of God. And of course, if you don't know the word of God, you would never in your wildest imagination think that 2,000 years after Jesus died that God still speaks to us. So if I don't have the truth of God's word in my life, I can't live life with success because I'm going to be sheep without a shepherd. Now, I might be rich. I might have fame. I might have all kinds of lots of pleasure. But I can tell you what every one of those persons is if they were honest with us. They're empty, lonely, guilty, and afraid of death. You see, the Bible tells us that without a relationship with God, there is no purpose in our lives. So why are we here in this service this morning? Well, Pastor Mark, it's Sunday. What's the big deal? I come a few times a year on Sunday. I'm here. No, we're here to learn the truth of God's word so we can understand how to hear him speak to us. And you should be so excited that your God wants to speak to you. If you will, in your Bibles, turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, Old Testament, kind of halfway through the Old Testament, Psalm 119. And if you'll go down to verse 105. One of the keys is this, that God speaks to us through God, the Holy Spirit. When you became a believer, a Christian... God came to live inside you. And so God uses his spirit to speak to our spirit. And we see here in Psalm 119, verse 105, notice what the psalmist says. Your word, the Bible, is a lamp to my feet, and it's a light for my path. So today I'm going to give you five ways... That God speaks to us. Psalm 119, 105 gives us the very first way that God speaks to us. Please write it down here. Number one way God speaks to us. God speaks primarily through the written word of God, the Bible. What you have in your hand is God's mind to us. If you want to know what God thinks, all you have to do is open the Bible. It's powerful. Listen to this quote. To walk safely in the woods at night, we need a light so we don't trip over the roots and fall into holes. In this life, we walk through a dark forest of evil. But the Bible is our light to show us the way so we won't stumble as we walk. It reveals the entangling roots of false values and wrong philosophies. Study the Bible so you will be able to see your way clear enough to stay on the right path. We learned this. Number one, practice doesn't make perfect. No one ever hears the word of God perfectly. We're all in a process of growing. But the only way to continue to really hear God is to practice it. 
Practice makes perfect. Well, Pastor Mike, I can do life alone. Wrong. Wrong. So we have to take responsibility for the path that I'm walking on. I have to take responsibility for my life. So we challenge you. Turn to Psalm 32, if you will. Psalm 32, verse 8. And this is going to give us the second way that God speaks to us. The second way that God speaks to us. Psalm 32, 8. Now, I want you to notice as we read this how personal this is. God says this. I will instruct you. And teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Notice how personal. God and me. It's a personal relationship. Our shepherd wants to show us how to do life by following him every day. God wants to show us how to hear his voice and follow him. Now I'm going to ask you to do something. We're going to read it together out loud, all of us, same time. When you see you, put your name in it. It'll sound like this. I will instruct Mark and teach Mark. And we're going to read it together. So on the count of three, all of us out loud together. One, two, three. I will instruct Mark and teach Mark in the way Mark should go. I will counsel Mark and watch over Mark. Now, how was that for you? That's personal. That's personal. That's the kind of God that you and I have. A relationship with the shepherd, because I can't do life without him. And this gives me that encouragement to know that he wants to speak. So, what's the second way God speaks to us? Well, it's represented in this verse. Here it is. Write it down. God speaks through the Holy Spirit. And this is the way he speaks to us. Inner promptings. Inner promptings. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, when I leave, God's going to send another one just like me. It's the Holy Spirit. The moment you become a believer, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will come and live in you. And he will begin impacting your spirit. Now, if you're a Christian today, you have God living in you. He doesn't control you, but he impresses things on your life. He illuminates things in your life. Romans 8.16 says this, For the Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. The Holy Spirit has direct access to our hearts, our minds, and here's the key, to our spirit. You see, the real you is not your body. It's not your soul, mind, will, and emotions. The real you is your spirit. Every single person is born with a spirit that will live forever in one of two locations. With God in heaven, separated from God in hell. The body goes into the grave, but our spirit will live forever. Well, what happened is this. When Adam and Eve sinned, before they sinned, They were body, soul, and spirit. But the order was different before there was sin. It was spirit, soul, and body. 
What ruled them, because they had a perfect relationship with God, was their spirit. God is the spirit. And he must be worshipped in spirit, John chapter 4 tells us. So, when man sinned, whoo, it got reversed. So, how does man, without God, do his life? Body. His body. His natural tendency, his five senses, this is the way man does it without God. And here's what happened. When man sinned, the spirit of man died. The only way to get that spirit back on top so I can hear God speak to me, so I can be born again, is to ask him to forgive me my sins. When that happens, then that spirit again begins to open itself up to the spirit of God. So let me explain to you very clearly. If you're here today and not a believer, that your spirit is dead. The only way to get it alive is to ask Christ to come in and renew you, to make you born again, to ask forgiveness of your sins. That's what we call the born again experience. And we become alive to him. You see, because the Bible says in Corinthians, as we're studying this today, you cannot understand spiritual principles because your spirit is dead. Well, you can understand the verses. You just read it with me, but your spirit man is dead. It must be alive. And that's why we do and we'll do again at this service, give you an opportunity to have people get saved. Every service, people got saved. Their spirit went from dead to alive. Amen. Because now they can begin to hear God. So the second way God speaks to us is through inner promptings in our spirit. What does that look like? Let me give you some examples. When decisions that we make in life, if we could just stay all day, We'd have everybody stand and tell us one of the many decisions they're going to have to make this week. You'd be surprised at the millions of decisions that we all have to make. Well, if I have to make a decision this week, and it involves the black and white principles of the Bible, I don't need to try and discover what God's saying to me. Why? Because he's already said it to me. You see... If it's black and white in the Bible, I don't have to say to God, what should I do in this situation? He's already told me. Let me give you an example. You want to make an appointment with one of the pastors. And you make the appointment and you sit down with one of the pastors and you say this. I have to make a decision this week at work. If I lie, I'm going to get the promotion. And if I get the promotion, I can save my home. And so I want to ask you, Pastor... Is it okay to lie this week? What should the pastor go? You know, I really don't know. I guess we better pray and see what God says about this. He might have something to say. No, the pastor's not going to say that. What is the pastor going to say? He's going to turn to the Bible where it says what? Hello? What's it going to say? Do not. Hello? Do not. Lie. It's black and white. Why do I need wisdom? I don't need wisdom. Just read it. Does that make sense to you? So if I know it's in black and white, I don't have to find out. I wonder what the Spirit's saying. He's already said it. Well, what about the other decisions we have in life? Decisions that are not specifically addressed in the Bible. All of us have those. Let me give you some examples. Where should I attend college? Is this the right spouse for me? Should we sell the house now? Or wait, should I accept this job offer and move to another city? 
Should I go on this mission trip? And if so, which trip? Should I buy a new or used car? Should I have surgery now or wait? You see, these difficult and real questions need answers. How are you going to make those decisions? See, if you're an unbeliever, you will make them without God. You will make them with your own wisdom and your own experience. Now, if you're a Christian, we're told in James chapter 4, if I need wisdom, very first thing I do is I ask God. And the Bible promises that he will speak to me. One of the ways he speaks to us is through the impressions, the inner promptings of the Spirit. You see, God has the perfect answer in these details of life. This is where the inner promptings of the Spirit is essential. Notice this statement, Proverbs 16.9. It's powerful because it has to do with those of us that make plans, which should be all of us. Proverbs 16.9 says this, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You see, planning or setting goals is good. Making a list of pros and cons is good. But bottom line, we need to consult God in all the details of life and be sensitive to hear his voice. Because I cannot, if you're a college student today and trying to determine after two semesters at BCC, should you go to this college? What course you should take? You can't take the Psalms 3 and it says, you need to go to the University of Florida and you need to take the chemistry degree. Wow, praise God. <laughs> it isn't there. You're dating somebody. And God says, if they're five, seven and handsome. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If they're six, two and they're really good looking and they're a Hulk, go for it. Well, no, that's not in the Bible. So how do you make those decisions? You see, if you're not a believer, you make them with common sense. Let me make a statement to you. The Bible says, the man who doesn't believe in God is a fool. So I don't have the wisdom. Should I take this job and move my whole family out of town? That's being asked a lot in this community. Or is God going to open a door here? Well, where are you going to make that decision from? You and I don't know a thing about tomorrow. Not one thing. God knows the whole future. So that's why I consult him. And often in the inner part of me, I'm going to hear God speak. Romans 8.14 says this, Christ's followers are led by the Spirit of God. That's one of the greatest benefits that we have to hear Him speak to us. It should become second nature to us with the Holy Spirit prompting us to speak. Today, Pastor Mark reminded us of Jesus saying that His sheep listen to His voice and follow Him. That applies to modern-day Christ followers as well as to those he spoke to -to face-to-face. God said that his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. 
We also learned that the Holy Spirit can speak to us directly through inner promptings in our own spirits. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching on how to listen to God. He will share more ways that God can speak to us. We'll be reminded that as we live our lives, we need to be cognizant of the need to allow God to lead us. We will learn about the importance of remaining open to God's changing what looks like His itinerary for us and to adjust without complaining. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.